Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. Oh my God, you're never going to believe who we get to talk to today. I think I know who. She's sitting right here. <laughs> okay, you guys don't know her, but you will know her. Nikeo Greco, she is one of my very, very good friends. I am so excited to have Nikeo. She is an all-time love. We're going to be talking beauty. She has her own beauty line. We're going to be talking about representation and what it means in the world of being a mom and a black woman in this amazing place of where we are, who she is a total force. Uh, Emisha and I are also going to pick your brain about 13 Loon Mm -hmm. um, and all the different uh, women and beauty businesses, Black-owned, that you are such a force in helping represent. Um, So I am so excited. Nikhail Greco is here. I'm so thrilled to be here. Honestly, Emisha, uh, when I was telling her, I'm like, we have to have Nikhail on. I've known Nikhail now for, I don't know, close to 10 years. I actually knew David. I met David First, her husband is an incredible entrepreneur, an incredible artist on Project Accessory. Mm-hmm. And we met probably like, I think 11 years ago, yeah. maybe, because I've known you for now almost 10 years. Yeah. And Emisha and I share what you share with my group of friends and our mutual other best friend, Shannon Rotenberg, Oklahoma Room. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I want to kind of, we, we kind of want to go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know so much about you, but Emisha and I really kind of want you to take us. You have an incredible um, beauty line mm. exclusively at Target and Goop. Mm-hmm. But I want to start a few years back. I kind of yeah. want to start from the beginning and your journey of how you got here. Oh, absolutely. I want you to touch on, and and we will within this podcast, but I want to talk about your love of friendships Mm. and your tribe and how much you back your girls and your women. You know, you're a mom of two and Lulu and Rocco. And just, we really want to talk about just like a little bit of your journey. I mean, Emisha's like, we we love beauty, Nikeo, as you know. 
As we should. As we should. Uh, (laughs) And I've heard your name so many times over the years. So I was like, oh my God, I finally get to meet you in person. I know. It's so great. It's so great to be with you both. And I'm, yeah, I'm so excited to share a beauty journey. I mean, I think we all have one. How did it start? Yeah. yeah. Because now in Akeo Beauty, you've blown up, you know, in a year of COVID where beauty has just literally taken off. And I think, you know, where Mm -hmm. we are in the world. Talk a little bit about, because I remember being like, I'm starting this beauty line. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's going to be so hard. <laughs> I know. So hard. But so, so well worth it. Yeah, I'll just take you back to the beginning and then just, you know, we'll start with, uh, I was born in upstate New York. I Buffalo. Buffalo. Where my husband's from. Yes, Buffalo. I was born in Buffalo and lived there as a child in New York and then New York City, New Jersey. But at the age of nine, almost nine, I moved to Oklahoma where my father started the African Studies program. And I'm a first-generation American of Kenyan descent. And so my parents took me to Kenya for the very first time when I was eight years old to meet my grandmother, Nikeo. And she was a Kenyan coffee farmer. And, you know, she didn't speak a lot of English. I didn't speak a lot of Kikuyu. And so the way we kind of bonded was just spending time on her farm and really getting to know each other. And at the end of the day, she would take Kenyan coffee beans. She always farmed barefoot. And she would take these Kenyan coffee beans and she would crush them. And then we would add like mixed oils in. And then she grew rods of sugarcane on her farm. And we would pick the sugarcane and we would literally exfoliate. And, you know, get this like kind of glowing skin, take care of our skin. And it was a ritual that I practiced with her. So I really believe that's when my beauty journey began. But growing up here in the States, you know, both parents from Kenya, my mom, her father was a medicine man. So he had the ability to go out in nature and extract oils to treat the skin. And I really strongly remember being a teenager and my skin going through all of those changes and being devastated by getting a pimple and going to the pharmacy with my mom and saying, you have to buy me this and you have to buy me this. And I saw a commercial that this will get rid of my pimple. And she said, you know, kids in the village in Kenya even got pimples. And your grandfather used to be able to go out in nature and know exactly what to extract. And he would mix it with honey and he would put it on a leaf and he would put it on my skin and my pimple would disappear in the morning. And we don't need to use necessarily all these products we find on the shelves. We can use things that we have at home to treat our skin. And and so, yeah, I mean, face oil, clean beauty, none of that was like a trend to me. It was just kind of all I knew and part of my DNA. And I graduated from OU, moved out to LA, got bit by the same bug that apparently bites a lot of people out here <laughs> called Hollywood. And I decided I wanted to work in the business. And Started at a big talent agency as an assistant, which many of us do, and then kind of worked my way through the studios and then decided representation is what I love the most and ended up working at a big management company and always wanted to work with whoever was representing the actresses. I've forever been a girl's girl. And so one of my like greatest Hollywood mentors, a woman named Molly Madden. Um, the best. Yeah. The best had, of the best. Um, gave me a spot on her desk and her team, really, and really kind of taught me the ins and outs of representing actresses. But what I found very quickly is that I love the fashion and beauty aspect the most. I didn't really care about reading scripts <laughs> and finding actors' jobs. I just wanted to be able to be in the makeup trailers and meet the makeup artists and hairstylists. Like, those were the celebrities to me. And be on set. And this was at a time in the early 2000s when actresses were really just starting to get those deals and like Neutrogena deals and campaign deals. And so it was so fun to be able to witness how those came together. And then, of course, I had all this product coming across my desk for them and for Molly and myself. And 
What I found very quickly is that also there were so many cultures represented in the beauty brands that I got to see, but I felt that the continent of Africa was very underrepresented. And you would see, I would recognize different African ingredients and they weren't really getting the proper cred. And I thought people really need to understand that, yes, Africa does have beautiful animals and safaris, but they're not like running down the streets of Nairobi. <laughs> and, and that there is this real sophistication and energy um, behind all that's produced there and harvested there, and it's really good for your skin. And so I left my job when I was 27 years old and started making my grandmother's coffee scrub. And so that's how I really kind of started the journey and launched here at Fred Siegel and Jeffrey, New York, and was shipping and receiving customer service, the founder, a one-woman operation um, in my 20s. But it was a great time to be able to be kind of selfish and so do my fulfilling, own thing. I bet. Yeah, it was. It was great. and But it was hard. And, and yeah, I, I taught myself how to be an entrepreneur very early on with this little indie brand and then kind of grew it into what it is today. It's unbelievable. So talk about the actual brand. Okay, you're mm-hmm. at Target. How many SKUs now do you have? So we have, I think currently we have six SKUs on shelf at Target. At the heart of it are three face oils, kind of an ode to my grandfather and understanding the power of oils to treat the skin. And I've always preached that you've got to use oil to fight oil. And if you have oily skin, you need oil. Wait, will you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Because so many people, especially women who have acne, who have combination skin, who right. have sensitive skin, they're like, I'm I'm afraid to use oil. It'll make me, it'll make me break out more. And it's yes. actually the antithesis. Right, right, right. Absolutely. It's the opposite. So the way that I really explain it, I think the easiest way to understand is that our skin is actually made up of oils. And as we age, we lose those oils. And so that's why people will start to think when they, you know, in your 20s, you start to see a little change in your skin in your 30s. And now in our 40s, it's like, wow, I never had dry skin. And now it feels dehydrated. That's because you're losing the oils. And so the way to treat your skin is to feed oil back into your skin. So Yes, if you have irritation in your skin, quite often it's because your skin's working too hard to produce the oil. Mm -hmm. So that's what causes inflammation. That's what often causes breakouts. And so by just feeding a little oil into your skin, just a few drops of a really good face oil will help your skin to relax. I love an oil. I also, she loves an oil. I love an oil. I also, I remember being told by a facialist once that the best thing you can do with an oil is uh, before you put the oil on mm-hmm. is spray your face with a little bit of a mist mm-hmm. and have your skin be a little bit of da- Dewy, like a little damp, damp. Mm-hmm. because your skin actually absorbs the oil better when it's damp. Absolutely. It's well, I, yes, it is. And I also think just like after the shower, it's like after I wash my face, everything, it's always kind of my first step yeah. and it kind of like, you know, sets the canvas. If you wear like a vitamin C serum or something, if that's water-based, maybe you use that first and then you seal it with the oil. But yeah, yeah it's the best way to start. And it helps all your products that you're using already to work better. I agree. And last long, and you'll get better results from, you know, you won't get the creasing as much with your makeup. And your, So would you say your oil is your, your hero product in your line? Yeah. I mean, the oil is a hero product as well as, as my Kenyan coffee face yeah. polish. I mean, that is, it is honestly, okay. It is a Kenyan coffee face polish. Yeah. I repeat it. Kenyan coffee face polish. It is beautiful. It is hydrating. Oh, it smells delicious. It is exfoliating. It, so it leaves your skin. I mean, talk about it. I, I can yeah, it, no, but. it's great. Well, you know, coffee in general is really energizing for the skin. It has, it's pa- yeah, it, it's packed with antioxidants and it really helps to like rejuvenate your cells. Mm-hmm. Kenyan coffee I love because it's got more of a citrus note. So it's not a bitter coffee smell. It's more of like a 
cafe au lait as mm-hmm. opposed to, you mm-hmm. know, some people don't want to smell like coffee, right, when they're applying their skincare. But it's, so it's really great. And then we also blend it with, you know, various oils, avocado oil, jojoba oil, a lot of citrus oils that are really good for brightening the skin. So it, it really is this really aromatic experience. It's crazily sold out right now at Target, but it'll be back in stock soon. It's amazing. Um, I know. Literally, yeah. Mikhail has blown I mean, Aww. haven't you blown up? I mean, it's so crazy. It's like, yes, it's been an incredible Because year. you used to say, for black women, it's not the same as white women. No. Yeah. They no. cater to white women. They don't cater to black women. And, right. and and you don't realize that, well, I'm I'm we're both white, but like you don't realize it until she said that. But I used to I used to hear that back when I was modeling and from a mom and her generation. Right. When she started her the the makeup line yeah. and there wasn't any makeup yeah. really for brown right, skin. Right, right. And, you know, and also, you know, as a black female founder, and that's kind of what led me to 13 Loon, it's like, you know, my whole life I've been buying products made by people who aren't black or brown yeah. with the expectation that they work on my skin and work on my hair. And I do the same thing. I'm I'm working with ingredients that come from the earth. The earth doesn't know what color you are. Totally. When it grows the, you know, <laughs> totally. it's like, it just knows that, you know, but, but to your point, you know, of course, I formulate for melanin-rich skin. It has to work on my skin. It has to be able to target issues. And there that is I have. a difference. Correct. Yeah, I mean, melanin-rich skin is more prone to things like hyperpigmentation. Quite often, melanin-rich skin is a little drier. Like you're not going to do a laser. Uh, well, I definitely have not tried a laser, but you know, I'll, I like a good peel, like yeah. a good Shawnee Darden lactic acid peel. Is it? Peel. Oh, we're going to talk about yeah. that. Isn't that peel so good? I have to do one. It's, I've never done a peel. Ayesha, oh you're here. We can get you in. She's open. She's yeah. amazing. She's we talk amazing. about her peel really good. Oh my gosh. Oh well, my. so I don't I've never get done the one. Peel, period. Oh my what gosh. What are you talking about? I've never done one. Ever? Well, you have great skin. So I can't do certain peels. Me, because, I can't either. Yeah, like melanin-rich skin really can't. And I'll try. I'll call Shawnee, who is, laser. by the way, the best esthetician. But I'll call her and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I want to try this. And she's like, don't you dare, right? Because I get so excited. I want to try everything because I'm a beauty fanatic. Um, but <laughs> yes, I have to use more gentle things like lactic acid peels and things that are that are not as harsh on the skin. But it's really great. It just kind of helps to take that layer of dead skin. So, you know, normally we're exfoliating mostly twice a week. You know, obviously I'm washing my face morning and night. I'm treating it at night when I'm asleep for restorative purposes, but it's really good, especially when you live in a big city, there's a lot of congestion. You're in and out of air conditioning just to be able to like just peel that layer of skin off. And, it's and just you like, would do it once a month. Well, once I, every six I do weeks. it like once every six to eight weeks. Yes. It's been a while because with COVID, she was closed for a year and I would like just beg. Please. Oh, Let, but like, I was too please. scared to do it. But she was like, I'm too scared. I'm like, I'm not. I, I am, but I'm not. Yeah. But I need it. More. Yeah. No. So I didn't get, I didn't get one all of COVID. So I'm, I'm happy to be able to get them safely now. But yeah. I, I like to do it like every six to eight weeks, but there's a lot of, you know, not everybody gets the privilege of being able to go to an esthetician. So, you know, there's a lot of these kind of gentle peels. I always say, you know, patch test first. Don't put it all mm-hmm. over your face or you're going to end up with hydrocortisone all over you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, patch test, try, you know, read reviews. I really always err on the side of clean. So, you know, make sure I, I would promote finding a clean, Peel that's got great. What are reviews. some of your favorites? If I mean, over the you know, counter. it's so interesting. I love Joanna Vargas's. Me too. I love hers. That's the one I've been using 
the most. I I also like to do not with lactic acid, but I'll do like kind of my own versions of homemade. See, I won't do that. I I, I have too have a heavy hand. Yeah, I, I'm not. Someone's like, oh, I did an eight percent glycolic the other day. I'm like, well, good for you because I didn't because I'm just kidding. Like she will literally right. mix her own peel. Yeah, which oh. means she could. The glycolic to the uh, yeah, I don't know, I'd, be, I'd burn my face off. I would yeah. burn it's, my face. It's off. not something I try. It was more of a COVID discovery when I was like, I can't take it anymore. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. our French neighbor Annie Belanger. Oh, um, I was recently in Mexico with her, and she is French Canadian. I said one of the the kids got a, a lot of uh, color. It was pretty red. I'm like, oh, do you have a product called Biafine? Do you know Biafine? No. Oh, oh my Biafine gosh. is the jam. Do you know Biafine? Yeah, right. Of course. So. It's a, a French pharmacy moisturizer. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lotion. It's, it's one of the many French pharmacy finds. Yeah. I love a good pharmacy. We're going to do a pharmacy. whole podcast on French pharmacy You finds. should. But I'm telling you, the Biafine, B-I-A-F-I-N-E. You guys order it. You can get it on Amazon. It, you get it on Amazon. Have it in your kit, especially if you are out in the sun or you do, maybe not home, not at home chemical peels mm-hmm. with Mikao. But if you do anything where you get burns or rashes or even like a scratch, it's great. It's very healing. Uh, I, I think it's clean for mm-hmm. the most part. I'm not sure, but I think it is. Um, it probably is. They have such strong standards. Yeah. And they, also there's another thing if you, people who get, you know, a ton of lasers, there's an over-the-counter product called Cyclophate. I've heard of Cyclophate. From yeah. Oven, and that is also great to just yeah. have in your— Just like a soothing— It's just a soothing kind of lotion, ointment, moisturizer, but it's kind of thick. It's kind of like the— so The, the French little bit Aquaphor. Like the French Aquaphor or like Walita Skin Food. It's a yeah. bit thick, uh-huh. but it's also, it's also yeah. really good. Oh, amazing. Talk a little bit more about your line in terms of— Yeah. So our number one seller is our maracuja, or maracuja. I got corrected the other day. Maracuja and Yangu rescue oil. And speaking of soothing, so this is an oil that's naturally colored green. And whenever you add green to redness, it helps to soothe the redness. And so that oil, um, people really love it if they deal with any kind of irritation and redness in their skin. But it's also really good to soothe the skin. It really helps to give you that kind of bright, I say glow from the inside out because it doesn't sit on top of the skin. Your skin just drinks it up and and it's just super duper soothing. So we have that face oil. We have a marula and neroli brightening oil, which is kind of our answer to vitamin C. I love it. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, it's yellow. It's it sunshiny. So it smells good. so good. You know, your products are, of course, they have total efficacy, but they're also very soothing. Mm-hmm. They're very hydrating. They're very for lack of a better word, they're very calming. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know I mean? well, it's really about the ritual, right? And it all comes back to, to to ritual and treating yourself and honoring the traditions of where they came from. And and it's great because as my brand kind of grew from an indie brand, and, you know, I had a lot of starts and stops, lots of tears along the way. I always tell my friends I don't love the word failure. When my kids fall off a bike, when I was teaching them to ride a bike, I didn't say, like, get up, you failure. I said the only failure is not getting back on the bike. Yeah. So I've had a lot of get back on the bike moments in my life. And and, and at, what picked you up? Like, what was it? Was it something inside of you that you just in your gut? Yeah. Was it like, I have to do this. This is my passion. I have to I have to see this through. What was what is that moment? Because I know there was one bad moment that I know of that you're right. like, this is, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to make it. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, resilience is is. It's not taught, but it's something that you learn just through life's challenges. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I think that I've got a lot of resilience. And and also it's, you know, not only was I sharing as the brand was growing my own family beauty secrets, I was also sharing beauty secrets from women around the world who I felt had long been underrepresented in premium beauty. And so it was almost like I I have a duty to get back up on that bike because I have to share these stories and I have to celebrate these women. And then you know, you can't do it alone, really. And so I've always had this just village and the support system that that encouraged me to keep going. And even when I, at times when I thought I couldn't keep doing it. And so it's it's kind of a combination of just, you know, self and drive and faith, a lot of faith and then and then support. And also I know this is going to sound weird, but also just like hanging in there. Right. Like, honestly, just the amount of like, I'm not going away. I'm going. And so two years ago to now, Mm -hmm. do you feel as a black woman in our community, do you feel more accepted? Do you still feel like you're on the outside looking in? Is there, Mm. have you, have you taken that step? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I, and, and this really comes from my mom, which is you have to find your own place in this world. And, and the only, really the only person that needs to accept you is yourself, right? And so that's different than, than what racism does, right? That That's somebody mm-hmm. trying to put you in a corner. So yes, two years ago, you know, sadly, I didn't know what life in some ways would look like in 2020, 2021. I mean, when I had, you know, I've had this this tiny brand that's gotten to a bigger brand, but it's still a, a pretty small brand and a very big part, portfolio. And in the summer of 2020, after the death of George Floyd, you know, we were already dealing with the global pandemic of COVID-19, and now we're dealing with this pandemic of systemic racism really at its height of our mm-hmm. lifetime. You know, there had been a lot of work done um, by some incredible souls before we came to be. Mm-hmm. But as a, you know, in my 40s, this was this pinnacle moment of mm-hmm. this Black Lives Matter moment that was rocked me as it did so many others. And, and you know, in the summer of 2020, after the death of George Floyd, I saw myself, Nikeo, and the brand Nikeo showing up on all of these lists, like top 20 brands to shop, top 20 people to, my following went up, <laughs> my sales went up 400%. And while it was interesting, because I wasn't an overnight success, I've been at this for 18 years, know, right? Yeah. And and yeah, so the hustle was real. This is all happening. All of a sudden, I've got all these eyeballs on myself and the brand. And while it's great that we're selling a lot of products, it's also built on the precipice of this like heartbreaking time. Like I'm laying in bed in tears, worried for the future life of my children. Mm-hmm. How can I get excited that I'm selling a lot of face oil, you know? Yeah. And, and so like a double-edged sword. Yeah. It's, it's grief. It's like, yeah. you know, I remember that same grief when my dad died. It's like, I just want to lay here and, and cry and be in a room by myself in the dark, but I got to take some kids to school. Right. Yeah. It's that same conflict of like, get yourself up. Right. And so, so I did, I decided to like take my pain and turn it into purpose and start shopping the list. Cause I thought, well, if all these people are shopping for me, then I want to do the same. I want to so I'd grab Cosmo, I would grab Glamour, and then I would look at all these lists and I was blown away by how many Black-owned brands there were in the world that I had never heard of. And Be- talented. Talented, beautiful, it's stunning packaging, incredible formulation. And no one knows them. And I, I'm a Black female founder. I'd never even heard of them. Yeah. And, and so I start going through these lists and I try to start shopping these lists and it would take like 
hours to go through one list because there would be a few of us at this retailer, a few of us at this retailer, most of us direct to consumer, a lot of them with like a thousand followers. And I couldn't believe it. And, you know, so that was happening. I couldn't believe how many beautiful brands there were, how long it took to shop these lists, because there's so much talent in the world that's not being harvested. And that I was still getting DMs from people saying, I want to support your brand, but, and I, and I really, you know, I want to do the right thing, but I can't decide what, what to buy because I don't know if I can use it on my skin. And I was like, okay, now <laughs> let's talk about this. Like, we've got to change this narrative. And there was all these great initiatives happening, the 15% pledge, pull up for change. And that's beautiful and it's wonderful and it's moving us in the right direction. But in my head, I was like, why is there not a retailer that's housing all of these beautiful brands that create products for people of all colors that will help to build generational wealth and alleviate systemic racism? Like, that's why we're watching people die in the streets is because of systemic racism. The only way to stop that is to close the, the wealth gap. Here's a great way to do it with all these great products. And so my co- And that's how 13 yeah, Moon? that's how, yeah. 13. By the way, I what love the name. Thank I know, what a you. great way. How, how did you come up with the name? So 13 has always been one of my favorite numbers. Me I too. Love- me too. <laughs> 13, 11, and Same. 17. Oh my God, I have to tell the story of 11 and 13 after. Yeah, so 13 has always numbers. been one of my favorite numbers. I, am of course, was born here in the States. I'm American, but I was raised as a Kenyan. And so a lot of superstitions and things weren't taught to me as a child. And so I remember one day I was like, in school, like, what's your favorite number? I was like, 13. And people were like, <gasps> you know, and I was like, what's wrong with 13? And so I started to do some research on it and realized that 13 and many other cultures outside of the Western world are, is seen as a, as a number of good luck. And actually, in Mayan culture, it's the number of the goddess. And then Loon is French for moon, and I love all things France. But 2020 was a 13 full moon year. And that's, to me, despite how hard it was, my hope was that in the pain that a new paradigm was going to be born and that's magical. And that was, there was 13 full moons. And so we called it 13 loon. Oh, I love that. What taking the power of 13 a, back. For anyone listening, it is an incredible site. I mean, you can talk a little bit more about it, but you really, you know, I, I wrote this down a second ago. It's like, you're back to being a manager. No, I, right. You've got many babies, many I kids. I know. It? It's so wild to still be, you know, a beauty founder, but also to be a beauty retailer. And there's not a lot of black, beauty retailers selling products There's not. for people of all colors. And and it's you're getting, and it's like I said, I'm like, you're getting 13 Loon is going to be the net-a-porter for, for black women. Like it is, yeah. it's going to be, you Thank know, it's, you. but it's what you said. You you could get a little bit here, a little bit here, but a little bit here. It's like we would used to go to Paris to go to Colette to get the one little, you know, yeah. go down the one little aisle that would have a little bit of something from Italy, a little bit of something from France, right. a little bit of something from Belgium, like from, like, Everyone, there's one little. Yeah, and-, and that's what we're doing now. You know, we launched with 13 Black-owned brands, and we implement what we call the 90-10 rule. So, you know, in kind of honor of taking our own pledge, that 90% of our brands will forever always be brands created by BIPOC founders. And we started with 13 Black-owned, but now we have Southeast Asian, Asian, Latina, Latinx, Hispanic. We're launching our first Indigenous Native American brand. Um, and then 10% of our brands are to foster allyship. So that means it's not necessarily a black or brown person who created this brand, but it's a it's a founder who has long been thinking about melanin-rich skin and textured hair in their formulations. 
as well as really moving the needle for diversity. So we just launched our first ally brand last week, which is Goop. It's amazing. And so, yeah, so it's it's for everyone to shop. And, and how, so say I'm, I'm you know, a young woman, entre- female entrepreneur in Kansas, mm-hmm. and, and I want to be on your site, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying. What would that process look like? How would I... How would you foster yeah. that relationship and, and that that allyship? Right. So if you are an ally founder or you're a BIPOC founder, you would just email. The first step would be to email brands at 13loon.com. We have an incredible buying team led by a woman named Janelle Freeman, who's also a black woman, but she came from Netta Porte mm-hmm. and Joanna Vargas. And she is a badass. She's amazing. And her eye, I mean, I thought I knew beauty. Like this girl knows every brand that ever existed. And then she'll take you through the process. You know, everything has to be non-toxic that's sold on the site. Obviously, since 90% of our business is BIPOC founders, you know, a person of color and, and, you know, a person who has a really cool and rich history, a founder story to tell, you know, it's beyond, I believe that people buy into people before they buy into products. And so... The story, it's all about the story. Yeah, it's the story. And so tell us your story. Have you seen the... um... The Stephen Sinook, it's not what you do, it's why you do it. Mm-mm. You should watch it. It's eight minutes. It's a TED Talk. He's very famous. Oh, My yeah. husband sent it to me. And it's a little bit of talking about why you buy Apple. Mm. You know, it's about the why. It's about, it's about the, why. the why. Yeah. And people buy so, into the why. Right. And, and you have to watch it. It's really, oh, really I'll definitely watch it because that's really the ethos of what 13 Loon is. It's like... People ask me all the time, but why? And obviously there's a lot of reasons for why, but it's, we want to provide an opportunity for people to make their beauty shopping more meaningful. And you're buying products by people who are marginalized and by helping them become successful, you're going to help to solve the problem so that we don't have to watch what we're watching a lot of And the right gap now. just mm-hmm. gets, gets smaller. Smaller and smaller. And smaller, and smaller, yeah. and smaller. Right. And for the next generation of, of kids well, in the world. It's well, like, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. We wrote yeah. down, you're, you are inspiring the next generation of girl bosses. Mm. And I want to talk about a little bit about that because we are really believers in backing women, our tribe, being huge supporters of one another. Will you talk a little bit about how as a woman, you really make such an effort as a friend. Mm. And it's super important. She is the most giving. Mm. She, it's like, I always say, I'm like, you got to deposit a little bit in the bank. You know, it's like, she will check on me. She will send flowers. She will, and you do this with everyone. Mm. And I love it. And I love what you do with Lulu. And, and, and just, you know, you're just such a great mom. Will you talk a little bit about like why you do it? And, and give a little bit of advice to listeners. We're really trying to, to, to put the word out there that women are really hard on women. Right. And we're very judgy. We're very bitchy. We can be very, and it's, we need to slowly start to change Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And my, I know my girlfriends, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would do without them. I'm like, they're as much family mm-hmm. to me as my own family. Absolutely. I mean, I was going to say that, you know, I've always, since I was a little girl, it's like my girlfriends are my chosen family. And and I think that as, especially as women, I mean, it's something that I think I've learned. It's like, we are just, we are nurturers. We have, it's like going against our grain to not be kind, to not mm-hmm. lift others up. To it, it, it doesn't feel good. It's not right. And it doesn't serve anyone. Right. And so, you know, I really try to lead and 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 the women in our village. It's like You're I so think, inclusive. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I A, I just like 
I just love girls. I just think we're so cool. I think that, yeah, I think that it's also about, you know, I always feel best when I see my girlfriends happy and thriving. Absolutely. You know, I, it, when I see someone struggling or I see a friend hurting, you know, and with our specific group of friends, I think we all put our little hats on and try to figure out how to fix the problem. We're right. like, okay, hold on. What do we got to do? Who do we have to call? Right. How do we fix this? How do we empower? What do we do? And, you know. And that can be from something with their, you know, partner, something with work, something within their own, you know. Their, yeah, anything. Anything. I mean, Absolutely. we definitely, <laughs> we might get in there too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, as an AKO, we do with, with our, one of our other friends. <laughs> get involved. But, it, but, but it's okay. But I think that that's ultimately like, you know, I'm an only child. And so mm. um, when I first met Molly, I, she became Your in a sister. very quick, you know, I was, Living in New York City by myself, I had just broken up with my boyfriend who I would, I was a child when I started dating him and I didn't know any better. And I was petrified. My parents were petrified that I was, you know, alone and God knows in New York City by myself at 24 years old. And she became like my sister, you know, and, you know, 17, 18 years later, here we are. And she is, she's my, she's my sister. She's my big sister who will yell at me and call me on my Let's shit. Big. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Um, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. I'm same young, we're, we're twin sisters. I'm a young She's my little sister. She's my little sister. I'm, I'm her little sister. <laughs> she's my little sister. But no, she's she's my wiser sister. How about that? But she's my wiser that. sister because she always knows everything. And I don't always know everything, but I will be very honest and authentic as much as I can be. And this is one thing that I will say. And I think that as girlfriends, this is I will put this out there into the universe. The best thing I can say as a friend is to listen. Because I think that when you have people who really love you, Mm -hmm. if someone gives, and not everybody does it, and that's okay. Like, go with your bad self. But if someone's giving you a piece of advice, and I'm not saying everybody knows what they're saying, but sometimes people do. And I think that the thing that I have learned is I am so far from being an expert on all things in life. And I am so humble in that, that I have so much to learn. And that if there is something that someone else knows and has, Mm -hmm. A, made that mistake before I did or gone through a situation that I'm about to go through or I'm going through, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to listen and I'm going to take their advice and I'm going to go with it because why not? Right. And I think that's what women should be doing for one another instead of, you know, standing back from the sidelines, watching someone trip and fall. Let's jump ahead of them and let's stop and say, like, I'm here for you. Like, I just did that. Don't make that same mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of, you know, I've heard your name, like I said, a million times, but that's sort of the power of girlfriends. And I right. think that's our tribe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they are your chosen family. And when, you know, I believe that when women come together, that magic happens and that women will truly heal the planet and women will raise really incredible men who will treat women with, with respect. And so there's there's just no choice than, yeah. than for us to come together. And, and I do believe that so much of that kind of cattiness that exists within women or, or jealousy or whatever that might be, it's something I've always resisted because I know it comes from a place of pain and I don't want to feel like I'm in pain. I want to feel in joy and I want to feel in gratitude. And, and so it's really about serving the serving the collective and serving one another and, and serving yourself at the same time because yeah. it has to start with self-love. And I also think we all, you know, I know David as well and, and 
of course, her husband, Mike. But I also think we picked wonderful partners who really back. I mean, your husband is not only truly talented in so many different, you know, avenues of what he's gone down, but he really backs you, backs you as a mother, but, you know, as a woman in all facets of your life. And, you know, we see that. And and that is hard when some of our other friends don't have it, and and it's it's not easy. Right. Um, we would not be, be lipstick on the rim without asking a few rapid, rapid fire. Oh, I love a rapid fire. All right. <laughs> oh. All I always get stumped now. Do you want to go first? I'm going to be first. Okay. If you could be any flavor of an ice cream, what would you be and why? Ooh, mint chocolate chip because it's a little Ooh. like. Spicy and sweet. What book is on your nightstand? The Cicely Tyson book Mm. I just received um, that uh, came out right before she passed. Okay. What is the one thing that annoys you the most? Mm. Chewing with your mouth open. (laughs) (laughs) What's the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do before you go to bed? First thing I do in the morning is pray or meditate. Last thing I do before I go to bed is a skincare routine and then just be in gratitude. Morning or night? Kind of like, I think morning. What's your spirit animal? I think an elephant. Ah, I love it. If you could win one award, what would it be? The lottery. When do you feel your most beautiful? Mm, when I'm with my girlfriends. Tequila or vodka? Tequila always. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! What's your favorite beauty indulgence? A facial. If you could give a 10-year-old Nikeo advice, what would it be? Mm, go easy on yourself. It's true. And what is the best beauty products you can't live without? Face oil. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so I have to tell you this 11, 13 thing. Can I okay, tell you yes, this? Yes. It's just too good to not. Yes, please. So my favorite numbers have always been 11 and 13. My mother was born on 11, 11, November 11. That's my son's birthday. Oh, that's crazy. And he was six weeks early. So my mother was 11, 11. My birthday is 8, 13. Mm-hmm. I met my husband on June 11th. We had our first date on June 13th. She says this story Hold on. to everyone. We got married on July 13th, 2013. My daughter was born at 11.13 p.m. and weighed 8 pounds, 11 ounces. Okay? Look at spirit. <laughs> Can't make it up. And then my second daughter was supposed to be due on 11.8. She was born on 11, no, she was, I had her C-section. She was born 11-7 and she weighed seven pounds, 11 ounces. Wow. 11 and 13. 11 and 13. 11 All and the way 13. Through. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's so wild. That's so wild. Yeah, 11 is a big thing for me and, and Rocco was born on 11-11. That's 11 and 13. I mean, it's just too creepy. That is so 11 and 13. 11 and 13. And then 17 for me. I have three. But that's pretty cool. I love that. Cool. And that your mom has the same birthday as my son. I love that. Yeah, that 11 thing's strong. <laughs> that 11 thing is strong. The 13 can be a little scary and a little scary and lucky. Yes, yeah. exactly. I love it. You're amazing. Thank we love you. you. Tell all the listeners where we can find you. Oh, so you can find me at Nikeo Beauty, N-Y-A-K-I-O Beauty, or at 13 Loon. 
L-U-N-E. And Target and Goop. And Target, Target and Goop. Yes, and you can Target find it, so scoop Goop. it up while you can. Yeah. Because apparently it's not we available right now. We talk a lot about Nikeo on mollysims.com. You're amazing. We Aww, love you. Thank you. Love you. I'm so happy lately we've got to see more of each other. Oh, my gosh. COVID Me too. Just our lives. And we all got to be together this week for a friend of ours' birthday. And literally, it was like so many girls. Not too many outside. Don't judge us. Uh-huh. But we literally could not stop talking for literally like three hours. Three hours straight. It was so much fun. It and was I'm a so reunion. Happy to finally meet you. Me too. Over the Me years. Too. Hearing your name. I know. I know. I'm so glad to meet you. And thank you all for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you guys. Be sure to tune in next week yeah, for another episode. Yeah, they're going to be obsessed. You know, I am. <laughs> Definitely. Does that, does that mean I'm obsessed with myself? We're and obsessed. You? We're yeah. obsessed. Okay. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emma Shagormley. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey with us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and at Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive deeper into our favorite products and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a joint production between Dear Media and Pod People. A very, very special thanks to Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, Alana Goldwater, Brittany High, Michelle Harrison, and everyone at Dear Media. Make sure to follow Lipstick on the Rim and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast so you never, ever, ever miss out on the fun.